Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day. Whom you will serve. But that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day, whom you will serve. But that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, Networld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing in our series called The Blessing of the Lord, dot, dot, dot. And we know the scriptures out of Proverbs 10:22 that says the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Wow, the blessing of the Lord enables one to become rich, to make rich and to gain riches for a certain reason that we may establish the kingdom of God on the earth. Wow, that's very powerful. Yesterday we ended on 2 Corinthians 9:8. I love this scripture. This is out of the amplified version. And God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. And as we've discussed before, where is this going to come from? Do we need a natural stream such as a very important job or a high position? Or the patent on some sort of invention that will bring the money to us? Well, God can use those things, but there's a lot of supernatural in God's blessings. It's way beyond the natural. It's supernatural. God's word to the Israelites out of Deuteronomy 8.18 in the Message Bible says, Well, think again. Remember that God, your God, gave you the strength to produce all this wealth so as to confirm the covenant that he promised to your ancestors as it is today. This blessing has to do with generations and starts with the fathers all the way back to our father Abraham. You see, most of our problem is our limited understanding on how this could happen and what channels it could come from. Well, in order for us to believe and receive the blessing, we must accept the truth of what I call supernatural streams. Yesterday, we began the story about Abraham, and now I'd like to finish it out. But let's start again in Genesis 22 Verse 1, now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Then he said, take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship and we will come back to you. Now that was a word of faith that Abraham spoke. Verse six. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. 
But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father. And he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, Listen to this, another word of faith from him. My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Then they came to the place of which God had told him. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Well, that's where we stopped yesterday. Are you ready to continue? This is profound. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place, The Lord Will Provide. As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. Most of us know that as Jehovah Jireh. And that's what Abraham called him right there. The Lord will provide, he said, Jehovah Jireh. Wow. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore, and your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned to his young men, like he prophesied, (laughs) and they rose and went together to Beersheba, and Abraham dwelt at Beersheba. Supernatural streams, they're not natural streams. It's the provision of God coming to us through streams that we're not responsible for, through streams that we are not able to create, through streams that have nothing to do with our abilities, our strength, our education, or where we came from, through streams that have nothing to do with witty inventions and and large businesses. It's a stream directly from the treasuries of heaven to earth to us by God alone through grace. See, it's our faith and his grace. Did Abraham have faith? He certainly did, but it was completely by the grace of God that that ram showed up supernaturally. Just imagine, it was caught in the thicket. Abraham didn't even have to chase it. He just had to walk over and receive it. There's another supernatural stream I want to mention. It's called the food and drink for Elijah. We find it in 1 Kings 17. It says in verse 1, And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and stayed by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. Now think about it. 
That is definitely a supernatural stream from heaven to the earth to provide for Elijah. It had nothing to do with his abilities or how smart he was or how creative he was or how hard he worked. It was simply the word of the Lord and through Elijah's obedience and faith that that provision came. There's a great story that I heard from Pastor George Pearson's. He said, Tommy Williams shared several years ago how he spoke to the birds to bring him money. Based upon 1 Kings 17, Tommy started finding money around the house after he went out and hollered at the birds. A 15-year-old was so impressed with the story that he decided to try it. He asked the Lord for $10 for missions. He went out, spoke to the birds, and commanded them to put it in a tree in the backyard. The first day he discovered 65 cents. The second day, $2.35. And the third day, $7. Over the next two months, he found a total of $440 in the tree. Wow. First of all, it's foreign to natural man's thinking. Second, it's unusual, unlimited. It's accelerated supply from heaven. Third, it supersedes the realm of impossibility. Four, God has supernatural ways to fully supply every need in the face of lack shortage and a bad economy and five he makes the way when they say there is no way yes that's a wild story but it's a supernatural stream because it happened to elijah too it's our faith by his grace let me mention another about the two-year supply of food for the widow this is a great story found in first kings chapter 17 verses 8 through 16 then the word of the lord came to him saying Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Please bring me a little water and a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, As the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, Do not fear. Go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me and afterward make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, The bin of flour shall not be used up nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah, and she and he and her household ate for many days. The bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. Now Matthew Henry's concise commentary says this, Happy are all who can thus against hope believe and obey in hope. One poor meal's meat this poor widow gave the prophet. In recompense of it, she and her son did eat above two years in a time of famine. Now think about that. What would you say if you had some needs and God sent you to a poor widow? Would you complain and say, well, Lord, I was expecting her to be a rich widow, but this one doesn't have a thing. No, he didn't complain. He knew that God was about to provide for him supernaturally. And not only did he provide for him supernaturally, but he provided for this widow and her household and Elijah for two years. Now that is a supernatural provision from God. That is a supernatural stream 
of prosperity. Wow. We need to put ourselves aside and realize there are supernatural streams where God can meet our needs that have nothing to do with our ability or our intelligence. Thank you, Jesus. Proverbs 10, 22. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. The Hebrew word blessing is barak. It means the state of prosperity or happiness that comes when a superior bestows his favor or blessing on one. And as Vine's expository dictionary says, in most passages, the one bestowing favor is God himself. In the Message Bible, it says God's blessing makes life rich. Nothing we do can improve on God. The Amplified Version says the blessing of the Lord, it makes truly rich, and he adds no sorrow with it, neither does toiling increase it. And the Living Bible says the Lord's blessing is our greatest wealth. All our work adds nothing to it. The blessing is an enablement to produce. Deuteronomy 8.18 in the message says, Well, think again. Remember that God, your God, gave you the strength to produce all this wealth so as to confirm the covenant that he promised to your ancestors as it is this day. We've had a great time, but it's time to go. See you tomorrow. Be blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.